everyone, we are back with the next episode of the Raiders Rambles. I am Jolt, chief host of the show, and joining me is none other than my co-host, Avira. Ow! Hey guys, what's up? Happy Friday, or Saturday, depending on your hemisphere, and happy Cinco de Mayo! Insert line in Spanish here. Um, and see. See. Uh... <laughs> good, good. El, el bueno pero. Muchas gracias, amigo. <laughs> All right. Now, next on the show, we have, as always, our interim host, Noble. Good morning. And in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And it is a fantastic time and day of every single period. Ever. And in case if anyone wants to rip on me, yes, I did take that from the Truman Show. The Truman, I know I was going to say that. <laughs> yes. Perfect. Joining us next on the show, we have Ali. <laughs> Looking fantastic as always. Thank you. All the time. And joining us on the show, we have Buddy. Hello. No? Nice, to, nice to have you on the show. All right. So um, let's get started with a bit of um, housekeeping things, current things, and what everyone's talking about today-ish, or even tomorrow. We are coming very close to um. Have it, the Commonwealth is coming close to having its new monarch crowned. Well, yeah, today, 6th of May. Right. So um, I'm sure you guys remember that, unfortunately, uh, the Queen Elizabeth, she passed quite some time ago, and now they're going to officially uh, coronate the new King of England, as well as the Commonwealth. Indeed. King Charles III is set mm -hmm. to take the throne. The sixth, and he's um, he enters at the age of 74. May his reign be as short as his temper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> goodness, if you shot that one, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be a good shake up, I guess, for the royal family. So, if you really are into that sort of thing, then. Yeah. And if you're into uh, coin collecting or anything, if you have any kind of old currency that depicts the queen, that's probably going to be worth a little bit more now, because they're never going to reprint those again. Yeah, yeah. but, you know, you know, the queen's face has been on the around circulation for, like, decades and decades around currency. It's... Wow. Probably close to 60 years, maybe 70? Yeah. Yeah, and now we're um, you know, we're getting all of our coins minted with the king's mug, and the five dollar Australian note is going to have the king's face on it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the former Prince Charles? Was this the one who has a dedicated cult to him of like a tribe of of people that like have his depiction as like a literal god, or did that other Charles pass? Remember. Do you know what I'm talking about? You ever hear about that? 
I recall something about that, but I'm not sure if it's going to be the current king or if it was someone else. I'm afraid. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not. I'm not quite sure either. But th there was this island where he visited back in like the 50s or something, and this whole tribe created like a cult of personality about him, like that pictures of him and everything. It's like their religion. <laughs> I don't know if this is the same Prince Charles or maybe it's somebody else. But if someone in the royal family, I'm not sure if they're still alive might or not. Be a might, it might be him. Generation, if it's the 50s. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Who knows? Yeah, it must be Charles II. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. But yeah, that's <laughs> that's exactly what we have to look forward to. And here, you know, some people down here are actually wishing that we in Australia have an Australian as our head of state. Hmm. Not so much the queen. Not so much the king. <laughs> but, oh well. So it's going to be interesting to see the changing of the crown, to say the least. Oh, yeah, of course. They're going to be putting on a massive ceremony. Well, it's not just that, but he wants everybody in England, and I believe also Australia as well, to pledge their allegiance to him instead of having like a figurehead do it. I've got a problem with that, to be honest. Hmm. Wait, what exactly does that entail? Like, he wants, like, the leaders of Australia and England, like, the Prime Minister and all that? To... No, 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 he doesn't want the leaders to, which I would agree with. Mm -hmm. But he wants everybody, during his inauguration, to pledge their allegiance to him verbally, even if you're at home in front of the TV, even if you're not watching it. Um... That would actually be tantamount to creating a, the Commonwealth Empire. Yeah, um, I, I I don't know about that. You know, I don't really see it as a problem, as or at least like as much as a problem as I, other people like might. I said, if there was a representative doing that in front of him, I'm comfortable with that. That's acceptable. But for me here. You know, watching it on my computer to be forced to do that—it's like, no, I'm gonna be what I might watch it after just to see if there's any sort of shit show that goes on during it. But in general, no, I, I'm right, not gonna. I don't do think that. people I'm, should be no should be forced to. Like they shouldn't be forced or like obligated to. But I think maybe he's trying to do this as like a way to unify people. You know, like under a monarchy, right? Like that's that's kind of what they do. You know, kings and queens—they had godly power back in the day, so. This particular yeah. twat has a history of being really pedantic about things, sort of similar to the way uh, some new type of employees are that a lot of people seem to dislike. So mm. I'm not, uh, I'm not going to entertain that. I see. Yeah, well, it should definitely be a personal choice for sure. But maybe it's some kind of marketing campaign. I don't know. He's like what seventy something. He probably doesn't like. Of course, my subjects. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> then we'd all be prostrating and bowing down. Yeah, well, if Biden asked me to do that, uh, no, no thanks. Then again, we live in America with, you know, freedom of speech, supposedly. No, 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 America's not a monarchy, even though some people wish they were a king of America. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get started with the, um, with the bread and circuses of our time. As we naturally do. So, what have we got here? First, we are going to celebrate 
a statement that is always an adage that is now true in our time. Vice Media once valued at $5.7 billion reportedly headed for bankruptcy. Ah, yes, the crumbling of the lamestream media. So love to I'm going to say this uh, up front, but when Vice first came out, I did like a lot of the news stories that they were producing and how they were doing it when they first came out. Then as things sort of boiled along, I just started looking at it thinking, eh, you know, this isn't that good. And then towards the end, it's been like, uh, what the hell are you pricks doing this time? Yeah, Vice used to really be good because back in the day, they did on-site reporting of, like, conflict zones or political uprest in, like, different countries. And they would just, like, report the news as it was. It was really incredible stuff. They have a lot of of really good documentaries about uh, governments and all kinds of stuff. Somewhere along the line, pretty much before 2015-ish, when the election started happening, kind of spiraled down the path of bonkersness. Did they do a like a story on furries once, and it was like really preachy? And I, all, all I remember I'm, I'm, is that it had a ton of dislikes on it. I have no doubt that every news outlet has to have covered furries at some point in their lives. Well, I know BuzzFeed for sure directly covered us. <laughs> I know we've been on outlets such as the Rolling Stone and, mm-hmm. and some. Advice once at five point seven billion dollars, mind you, that's that's more money than a large percentage of third world countries have in their GDP. This is crazy. Yes, but now their valuation and the sale that they've gone up to has um, been reduced to a meager four hundred million dollars. Ouch. Imagine losing $5.3 billion. How on earth do you explain that to your boss? Yeah, five years ago, we were totally good, but... Oh, man. That hurts. Yeah, and they're now basically um, trying to auction their, you know, the dying throes of an outlet off. The problem with Vice is, is they changed from on-site journalistic reporting to spreading propaganda pieces and they got way too political and they just went down that whole road of getting woke and what happened come on get woke go broke right look at this it's nonsense 400 million going broke uh takes a little while after going woke depending on what your um income is it no it really 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 depends like or some of them have actually gone really quickly you know, look, if you look at what's happening recently with other companies, not just you mean like Bud Light. Yeah. <laughs> you know that is just a falling off the slope right there. That there's no slow burn at all. I always thought Bud Light was like this piss weak alcohol that only pansies drank. I didn't realize that. Uh... Yeah, but now everyone thinks that. Have you seen the memes? <laughs> oh my goodness, it, it's amazing. Oh, we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> But same thing with Vice. Like, that's what happens when these companies embrace these woke nonsense politics that only relate to, like, a minority of wackadoodles. The normal people are like, what the hell is this about? And we reject it because we're not crazy. Like, who wants to drink a freaking can of Bud Light with a rainbow on it, like, with a bunch of biker buddies? Fuck no! <laughs> of course not, right? Like, know your customer, guys.
right. And now I would imagine like Bud Light is like you have you seen that as of right now, like all the pallets and can packs of Bud Light just piling up. Uh, it's kind of yeah. like Vice News stories in the uh, corner. <laughs> well, they're not news anymore. That's the thing. They're just propaganda at this point. That's why they're losing so many people. Even their YouTube channel is just disliked to oblivion. What were you going to say, Ali? I was going to say about Bud Light. Um, yeah, I'm not going to buy Bud Light anymore. <laughs> nah, nah. I, I, most people won't. Yeah. Like now, I'm seeing pictures of um all the the entire alcohol section and all the other brands like Coors and that have um they've literally gone empty. Well, Bud Light is just piling up in the stock room. And even at baseball games, that's pretty sad too. Did you guys see like that viral video that just happened like yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> they were at a baseball game, like everyone was lined up at the door to to go buy like other things, and then the whole Bud Light stand was completely empty. They couldn't even sell a beer at a freaking baseball game. You that's a failure right there. You got that right. But they're still trying to defend it. Aside from that though. I mean, Vice has been one of the main, I guess you can say, alternative news sites, like on the internet specifically. Like, that's really where they have, like, most of their leeway. And what? they were pretty big back in the day. So what happened? I mean, also, when you look at the big picture of things, um, especially with the... Um... Well, look at you. Aren't you a nice little tranny? You know, have you become a tranny now, Noble? <laughs> I just thought I'd go with Elizabeth. Hey, Lawrence. hey, she is expressing her true self, and it's beautiful, <laughs> stunning, and brave. Vera, do you know about Elizabeth yeah. Horne? Uh, who? Oh, God, you should look her up. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't hear you. Elizabeth Horne? say it all, though. Did you say Elizabeth Warren? You mean the one who pretended to be a Native American? No, Elizabeth Holmes. Oh. Nope. Basically, she tried to imitate uh, Steve Jobs while running a sham company. I think she's serving in prison at the moment. Wait a minute. Was she the one that had like that $4 billion blood test thing? Yep. Oh, I know. Oh, I know about that story. Okay. I forgot her name, but yes. Yeah. Yo, she scammed the whole world with that $4 billion in her company, this portable blood test, whatever, to tell you everything. Nope. Total Ponzi scheme. Yeah. Now she's serving like a years in prison. With the whole BuzzFeed thing. Uh, sorry. Uh, Vice. Sorry. I, I'm following along that she's basically sort of uh, not part of it, but following along the same kind of point about scamming people. Uh, the whole trajectory. What What are the latest, latest uh, Vice stories of you've seen that have been like bias anyway? Unfortunately, trying to manipulate people into you know going a certain way and believing a certain thing, just like what this woman did. Yeah, well, this woman, she was scamming people who were very desperate for medical care. You know, they didn't want to have to spend all the money on blood tests, but if they have a portable machine at home, they can test themselves. Yeah, but nope. It was all a lie, and she just told people what they wanted to hear, and they gave her billions. That's nuts. And same thing, I guess, with Vice as well. I mean, they were worth well over, like, $5 billion. And what happened? You know, they used to support, like, actual news and stuff, 
then they started getting all biased and crap, and people were like, this isn't news, this is the same kind of propaganda we got on TV. Um, you know, Vias and all the other ported, you know, personal, you know, authors blogs like Waypoint and all that shit, they um, were posting degenerate content too, fetishy stuff and yep. all the Very other cool. shit. You know what? If I'm going onto a dating website, yeah, I'm going to want to know what your sexual preferences are. If I'm looking at a social media account and it's a job application or, you know, find someone to interact with, unless if it's friends with benefits, I don't particularly want to know what you're sexually aroused by. So, you know. Yeah, that's that's true. But to add to that, though, I do want to give you a, a, a bit of a bigger picture is that, you know, this is the sort of year that all the the old legacy media has all become crumbling down and due to a couple of other little and big things, too, you know. Um, I do, To start with, you know, twi- you know, Twitter actually accurately labeling them as, um, you know, state funded and all that has caused them to use outlets to rage quit. Yeah, well, YouTube started that actually a few years ago. For yeah, example, now, you know, Twitter, but yeah, now Twitter, Twitter is doing um, it with the the blue check program and all that. They la- labeled outlets like NPR and you know CBS and CBC. So I haven't corporation. I haven't been on Twitter in a while, but you know, uh, RT like the the Russian news is that censored on Twitter or is that still allowed? I'm sure RT should be on Twitter still. Hmm. Russia Today. Right. Right. I just got banned from Twitter again yesterday. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Dude. I was banned I, back I, in I, December. <laughs> yeah, I have, an, I, I have a new account that I already made, so I'll probably get on tomorrow. So what happened? Like, did the algorithm hit you or something? Yeah, they banned me for some BS reason. Lame. Yeah, so Russia Today is still on Twitter. It's just the, okay. the fingers that have also been labeled as accurate, too, you know. The BBC, also state-funded, like, oh my god, that saga about how one man basically, you know, Elon Musk broke one man. Mm. The thing is, this this Vice thing, this is is just like the tip of the iceberg. Just in the last month or so, we've seen some major hits to mainstream media. Specifically, both CNN and Fox News. Like, you know, you would assume that they're both, like, rivals or whatever. But no, nah, they're all corporate bullshit media, right? One of their top guys, Don Lemon, gone. Within an hour, Tucker Carlson, who raked in 3 million views every single show on Fox, is their highest producer, gone. That's it. So not only is Vice suffering, and BuzzFeed as well, which I think we, they, we touched yeah, they on that. Have to clo- they actually announced they were closing some parts of it down. Yeah, yeah, they have to. It's, they don't have enough revenue. Because people don't trust him anymore. Which, yeah, yeah, I mean, who would? Exactly. Allie, have you ever, like, referred to BuzzFeed at all? <laughs> or, like, Vice News for anything factual in the last five years? I never go to any of those things for anything like that at all. <laughs> never. Right? Exactly. Who would? <laughs> I used to like their, like, on the, the street protests, like, when they were yeah. in Egypt and stuff, like, 10 years ago. Like, that was pretty crazy. The yeah. Libyan Civil War, my goodness, those brave people actually went out there with bulletproof vests in a combat zone. That was crazy. 
but now it's uh, no, it's not like that anymore. Nope. But you know, um, this is truly you know we're actually reaching the end of an era and the start of a new one in that front. Yeah. If we haven't already. Um, buddy, do you like watch any independent creators on YouTube, like to get your news from and stuff like that? Uh, not really. I don't really focus on the news that much. Just stuff I hear on like Gab or social sometimes media. Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the new, you know, that's the new scene that we're seeing. Social media, unless it's something. like uh, tech related. Yeah, like social media is more interesting now in because. That. You know, real time is where it's at. Yeah, right now, I, I pretty much just get like my news from independent content creators on YouTube. You know, like they're not signed to some mainstream media company or whatever. Yeah, just because like they're just more honest. You know, like because they're not being bought and sold by like sponsors or whatever. Like they literally just say what's up. Yeah, it's a lot more genuine. You and me both. Like, but well, I shan't say much more than that. Otherwise, I'm not gonna say who I follow. But hey, you know, do research on your own. You know. Like, do you really want to listen to Fox News or CNN? Like, not really. Yeah. Kind of, like, lame. <laughs> I end up having to search uh, topics out myself, so I, I end up, like, dropping into who knows how many different websites uh, yeah. for news, but... It, yeah, well, that's great. When it comes like, to you're stuff gonna I'm really like... focused on, I've noticed that the one of the... Lo I think we've got, like, two local news channels where I am, Channel 7 and Channel 9. I usually watch Channel 7. It tends to be uh, more towards one side of things politically. However, in general, they cover mostly things that are going on in the state. So say, for instance, when a lot of people are being uh, getting into car accidents or lately some chicks gone missing, so they'd like divers in a uh, park, uh, local events going on. They generally talk about that, and that's what I want to know about. I also want to know about the weather, if there's anything I have to worry about, and it's generally there for me. World events is the ones where I usually have to start poking around to different locations, different websites. Uh, you know, sometimes you'll find it on Twitter. Sometimes you'll find it on some other social media sites. Sometimes you'll yeah. find a news, some, uh, like, maybe a foreign uh, news company or whatever that will add, that will actually have something in it that might be worth reading. Other times it's Wikipedia. So, yeah, it's it's all over the place. I mean, YouTube's sometimes a place you can actually find something. Hey, no, too, but that's question. usually restricted and limited. Do you get to watch a talk show, a work talk show down here called The Project? <laughs> I don't watch local television. I watch, yeah, no, my, you, you... I, I watch my local news on YouTube. That's how I get it. No, like, we mainlanders are cursed with that shit, and I'm like, every time that goes on, I'm like, fuck, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. At least you got the internet. Yeah, true. Can never go wrong with that. So, now we are going to move on to our next segment. Just before, I wanted to make a, a quick uh, comment here. Someone said, um, Emerson Collie says, I watch most of my news on Rumble. YouTube deletes the type of news I would actually watch. That's a very good point because even though you can get better stuff on YouTube, they're still kind of uh, following down that path of corporatism and censorship. So YouTube's not always super reliable, but that, that's a good point to bring up. Yeah, Rump, yeah, yeah. Rumble's probably better. 
yeah, you know, things like bit shoot, etc. You know, gab all that. Definitely better. Or go to other outlets, like alternative outlets that are getting, you know, doing fighting the good fight. You know. Yeah, like the Raiders uh, Rambles were the best. Yes. <laughs> hey, you got that right. All right, now to move on. We are also seeing another thing that's that's been also big in this this year. That's been exploding from the past, and it is AI. Yeah, have you see, have you guys seen like what how many scary developments AI has been making as of late? Um. Okay, Joel. Yeah. For me, I'm not surprised when you find out what was figured out coding-wise. You realize that it's only a matter of time exactly. before we have freaking Terminators, right? Absolutely. Oh no, that already exists. <laughs> well, probably in some government lab or some secret base or whatever. Like right now, even just practically. Um, this is kind of the theme of 2023. We have never seen anything like this sort of kind of AI-generated images until, like, relatively about maybe a year ago. And it started with Dolly Mini, and that was spooky enough. And you can, like, type in some crazy shit in there, like, oh, well, uh, uh, Fisher-Price guillotine. <laughs> like, it would give you some nonsense shit, but it all looked kind of, like, fuzzy. Now, just a few months later... It's, it's becoming hyper-realistic to the point where deep fakes are almost indistinguishable from actual human voices. You ever see, like, on YouTube, they have, uh, like, the presidents will play Minecraft or some shit? You have, like, Biden and Obama on there and Trump. Like, it sounds like them. It's really getting spooky. Yeah, it is. So this is, like, a theme of this year. And, man, I don't know, like, how long it's going to take for us to reach the singularity. Yeah. Now and now, you know, first we've got we've got tools like that, you know, AI art generation, AI mm -hmm. um writing, you know, AI story writing, AI, all that stuff. It's really intense. Yeah. Well, back in the day, they used to um at least like if you were at colleges, right? They had these programs to check for plagiarism. But now it might be getting closer and closer to pretty much being possible for any college student to type in some keywords. Uh, write a 30-page essay about the fall of the Roman Empire, and all of a sudden, AI will just generate a whole damn essay for you. Like, all of that. We're getting dangerously close to that level, too. To the point where, like, human thought doesn't even have to be a thing anymore. You know, we just tell computers what to think. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, it's, you know, obsolete a lot of that, that sort of, you know, job market. Who here has a like a Google um, thing in their home, like an Alexa or nope. anything like that? You know, Google Nest, any of that stuff, smart home. No, I have a dumb house. A good. <laughs> well, my grandma had an Alexa, and this thing was really spooky, man. Even like back in the day, like a few years ago. This thing would record our conversations, and I, I know that for a fact because, well, I can't necessarily prove it, but I would intentionally talk about something in front of this Alexa thing, or the, the Google Nest, whatever the hell it was. And I'd be like, yeah, I would love to get a dog, you know, I'm talking about, like, dogs and stuff. And then all of a sudden I would get targeted advertisements about buying dog food and, like, discounts to Petco. And I didn't even own a dog at the time. Like, what the shit? 
Look, um, those like in-home personal assistant things are always recording. They're also yeah. being monitored and checked. So at some point, there's someone sitting there and just double checking that what was said was typed, what was said was converted correctly. That gets spat into the algorithm and they go, oh, okay, so we should add this. This. It... What if your buddy Most... works for one of those companies and like his wife is cheating on him and they get recorded? Right, in a private situation, yeah. Yeah, where, that's you know. kind of bonkers. Or like if a judge is talking with one of his clients or something and he has like an Alexa next to him and it's recording like legal issues of this case and some murderer goes free. Like you really got to think about just how far this could possibly go with people that have that much power. Or if even, God forbid, we give computers that kind of power. I'm kind of skeptical about AI in case you guys haven't realized. <laughs> Yo, I have a Roomba, and this really freaked me out because we haven't used it in like a month, but I went downstairs and the thing like turned on and was... Oh, God. Look, I, I'm not personally surprised. I found out that there was some uh, development made which coding-wise would allow a, a computer to simulate thought more easily. Uh, Joel, do you, can you bring up that those images I sent you on Telegram? Um, right, yeah, I'll, um, I'll screenshot them, but do keep going while I get them ready for you. So, something I used to do was look up pictures of wolves a lot. We're going back like 2000, you know, pre 2010, maybe like 2012, up to around then. And lately I tried searching, uh, I sorry, I tried typing into a couple of AI websites, drawing a render me a picture of a wolf or a husky or a dog or something. And mm -hmm. a lot of the artwork I've seen being generated is similar to a lot of the images that I used to see. So, for instance, that would be more similar to a picture of a husky you'd see on for Affinity or DeviantArt. Um, yeah, that is completely indistinguishable from someone like a digital artist could have totally made that and yeah. put it online. And yeah, people could have bought that for like 50 bucks. It's still generated by the AI as far as I understand. I mean, I'm not going to doubt that. However, could have also been a photo because I have seen photos of that kind of angle. Uh, can you move to the next one? So this is probably an excellent example of a husky setting. Now you can see how it's still having issues with generating the uh, hind legs, but still I have seen photos of huskies in that pose. So it's not um, something unusual. And even proportional, like the head size to the body, the head should be a bit smaller. Yeah. yeah. But that's really like... spooky because when it comes to, like you said, the hind legs, if you look at it, it's the amount like of a, it's, like a, it's a six-legged thing, right? But humans naturally have difficulty with hands and fingers and stuff like that. Seems like AI is kind of thinking like a person learning to draw, because even if they got the husky right, uh, the fingers and stuff could be still kind of difficult, and that's what we see here. What I would like to see, though, is if someone was to take an AI uh, bot for image generation and instead use uh, 3D models as a base. So for starters, figure out what the background's supposed to be, 
what the subject matter is supposed to be and then use a 3D model, put it into that pose, not superimpose it on there, but then use that pose and go, oh, okay, this is how it's supposed to look and then draw that. I have seen that a lot of real artists will use either a background photo or they'll go out and they'll use a 3D model, they'll pose it and then they'll just draw over that to get the image that they want, fill in the blanks, per se. And people who do that with a 3D model tend to get really good really quickly at making realistic body poses simply because, you know, they, uh, they've got something to draw from. Whereas right. this looks like uh, a more traditional artist, which would usually get a stick up their ass about using any kind of a background image to you know, trace over and then fix up, whether it's posed themselves or just something they got from the internet. Mm-hmm. But, but that's that's what the, where the gray line is because eventually it's going to be completely indistinguishable. The thing is that a lot of people look at this as something scary and new and it's not it's understandable and you've got some really smart people out there who are going well okay we understand the limitations let's get the best we can and let's take advantage of it let's add in a bit of coding to also suggest how to run it it, it, for someone who's like i said before if if you're not used to this sort of technology or lack understanding of it it's a real problem because it's, oh, how is this even possible? It must be magic. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And that, that's crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure there was this quote about, like, any kind of sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. Oh, yeah. 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 Ten years ago, this was not possible. And now it is. Like, whoa. Pretty cool. Yeah, so, and it's actually kind of um, scary, you know, in that capacity too, because um, in recent developments, one of the um, big founders, the godfathers of AI, has um, resigned from his post at Google. AI godfather Jeffrey Hinton warns of the dangers as he quits Google. Yes, and this is important because he's 75 years old. This is a man who, over the last 75 years, has seen extreme technological advancements. The internet didn't even exist when he was born. That's insane to even think about. Everything is is digital now, and he, he's seen this, these advancements. And I guess as someone who is a major component of helping create all this new technology, he's like, oh, okay. Maybe we should shut Cyberdyne down before uh, Skynet goes viral or whatever. At the moment, from what I understand, all AI programs have to be told to do something before they'll start an action. And then it just sort of goes on from there. I wouldn't be surprised if people start trying to fiddle with the idea of doing this. But uh, a movie, uh, sorry, there was a mini series recently called Undelete. It's a couple years old now, but anyone who probably watched that would also be drawing from, you know, what happened in that show, which is just hilarious. Well, this is one of the guys who worked on this technology for decades. And he says, right now, they're not more intelligent than us, as far as I can tell. But I think they may soon be. Uh, 
yeah, yeah, he's probably not wrong. I mean, it's not like Elon Musk has already warned, warned about this, and, and um, Stephen Hawking as well, before he passed. If we create something that's more intelligent than us, th th there's going to be immediate competition. That's just how it's going to happen. Did anyone see or take notice of what happened with Google and Microsoft? Uh, in what regard? With AI. I mean, Microsoft turns around and says, oh, we're going to put AI into our Google search. And the stock just went... Vroom. Well, yeah, because people went, don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. That's why they don't tell you. They, they update stuff and they, they secretly record you with your phone listening to everything. Yeah, that is very smart AI. They listen to keywords and then they direct advertisements towards you. That way their investors can keep on pumping money into the system. They'll hear what you have to say and sell you products. That's just yeah. the cycle. It's been like that for over 12 years. People who said that sort of thing happened were treated as if they were wearing tinfoil hats and crazy. But then again, the CIA and the NSI were doing that sort of shit. So. Dude, you're so right. Like... I, back in the day, like 2007, 2010, uh, some of my friends called me a conspiracy theorist because I put like a post-it note over all my cameras, like on my webcam and, and stuff. And they're like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, no one's recording you. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, they are. And they openly admit it too, of course, years later. But it turns out we were all right. Ugh, crazy. <laughs> Am I the only one that, that ever did this or still does? I don't no, know. I'm sure many people around you that go with that old tech solution. <laughs> what do you think's in front of my webcam right now? Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Here's the thing. The only reason I don't unplug my webcam internally and the microphone is because I might need it for something. I don't know what yet, but I'm not paranoid enough to rip the bastard out since most of the time this laptop's actually left turned off and uh, stuffed in a bag. So good luck with the muffled sounds. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, with laptops, yeah, you know, taping it up may be the best solution and sealing it in a bag. With computer ones, with detachable webcams, just take them out. Just unplug them. Yeah, my current oh. laptop doesn't have an internal webcam, so I just carry a USB webcam and just plug it in when I need to, like, video call. Mm, fair enough. If yeah. any of if anyone out there is curious about how to do it yourself, look up the model number and brand of your laptop. Uh, usually, you'll find like an iFixit guide for doing replacements and stuff. If the monitor, if the screen on your laptop hasn't been um, glued together, there's a good chance that with a prying tool, you can just pop it open. You'll see that there should be either a little latch or a connector. If it's soldered in, it's going to be a bit more of a pain in the ass. But what you should be able to do is just gently pull it out with a pair of tweezers or something. Your problem solved. I mean, they'll probably still be able to pick up shit from the microphone, but you know, with the webcam physically disconnected, you, they, they, you, they can't. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of people out there who are just like, well, who cares if they're recording me? Who cares if Alexa's always listening? You know, whatever. I got nothing to hide. Blah, blah, blah. Well, there have been some cases where Roombas have been used, like they've been hacked into, and perhaps in some cases, ex-boyfriends would be able to follow their ex-girlfriend into the bathroom and take pictures of them. I'm not saying this particular case happened, but something extremely similar did. It was just yeah. a 
video just dropped about this a little while ago that literally like the room of cameras of course they need cameras to like like negotiate the room and like see where they are they can record you and they do anyway going back to this whole ai thing i'm assuming uh this particular researcher is looking at the next generation ais that haven't been released yet or you know ai that hasn't been i mean most of the yeah yeah sorry most of the bulk of what's happening in this article is basically concerning things like AI safety, the rate at which AI is progressing at, which, um, as we've all um, <laughs> quite seen, is um, astronomical. You know, we write chat GPT-4 and it's, you know, learning about things all the time. Well, it's got access to Twitter, so um, we're all doomed. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. The worst of the worst platform of humanity. Yeah. Like, this no, is, it, like... It, it's not the worst platform. It's just expressing the people who get on there and use the platform showing what they're really like. And that's the yeah, scary what... part. So when you meet the AI, it's going to introduce itself and give you its pronouns, right? <laughs> I would hate so. I, I would hate that. Like, yeah, Probably. Like my, my pronouns are beep slash boop. <laughs> or zero one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. So essentially, you know, like most of the concerns here are also about how AI is used. You know, people are going to use AI for whatever they, you know, kind of want to. And they're like, you know, some people are imagining that, you know, if an AI takes power, they're going to create another sub goal, like get more power. Yeah. And, you know, dominate the world, subjugate humans, all that stuff. Well, technically, that's already going on. I mean, you've got AIs that are told to do something, and one was given money. It needed to pass the uh, that Google test, so it just went onto a contracting site and hired someone, came up with a plausible excuse as to why they can't um, do it themselves, Paid the guy. The guy did the, uh, you know, answered the questions and went through. <laughs> so technically, AIs are already paying us money to do work for them. <laughs> yep. I love that. In a hundred years, our ancestors on Mars will look back and be like, "You see, this is where it all started." If we're even alive, then. AI may very well be the crazy legacy we're going to leave. You're right. But, yeah. It really is kind of worrisome, though, because, like, how is this actually going to affect, like, artists? Right now, we're, we're at the most early stages of this, and it's already looking pretty darn good. In, like, another year or so, it's going to be know, damn near it's perfect. It's actually pretty funny. Like, in the creative arts, yeah, you've got people making, getting the shits at AI users and all that. That's well, kind of well known, but also another thing that's also been on recent developments, also writers, too. You know, very like true. Especially, especially now, you know what's funny? The Writers Guild of America went on strike. Huh. You know, and that that's how you know, like all these late night comedy shows, if you could even call it that, get the you know get the pay you know use the Writers Guild to write their material for them, and no writers means no shows. So it's like at that point, if you tie everything together, use AI and be like, 
you know, let's just get an AI rider instead. Yeah, but then what would be the point of all the people striking? They they have to feed their families, right? But if so if some guy could just be like, all right, I'm just gonna go type this in on a freaking program and write everything, we don't even need people anymore. Like that yeah, no. that could be a problem, you know. For now, uh, when a show makes it known that oh hey, you know we've used AI in doing this, this, and this, people lose their shit. Well, they, they don't have to tell you, do they? They're not so obligated I, by law. I would hope that places such as Japan make it mandatory to explain what level of AI has been used in a show. If, and I stress, if it's a professional turning around and just using it to help simplify tasks, to be able to move along with doing most of the creative work, I'm comfortable with that. If someone's just giving a prompt to generate a large image to say like uh, background, that's a bit more problematic when it comes to like fully writing a story. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not touching that. That's, that's not. That's that not is good. a very good point uh, you bring up. It's like right now, you know, and this is how it's always been. Technology is always one step ahead of the law. People have to make laws to counteract what people are abusing with technology. So we're probably going to see something very similar to this happening within the next few years or so. Maybe. And, you know, you wonder why the plotline of many many a science fiction story is regarding, you know, AI, AI morality, AI sentience, and all that stuff. It's, yeah. Then again, though, AI could make some pretty interesting stuff. So I just want to ask uh, the rest of the panel, uh, Buddy and Ali, do you think, like, there are some positives to having this new type of technology around, like, when it comes to creativity? Um... Yeah, yeah, I think I I think that like yes, there's some negativity to this, but I think that there's also some positivity to this as well. Yeah, there's a bit of both, you know. There's a plus side and a minus side to um the use of AI in the creative field. Yeah, yeah. buddy. Uh, any any thoughts uh, on that? Like it it could be useful for like making like a rough like a rough uh, like mock up of what you are gonna make or something to help you give you ideas but then the final product is like hand drawn or handwritten oh yeah good idea you mean like a skeleton kind of based or like um give you some bullet points of like a direction to go in okay yeah yeah preliminary things like a you know preliminary blueprint or uh you know the first iteration of a script yeah now there is something i do want to point out so for a few years now, uh, breast cancer detection is something very difficult since a professional needs to get, needs to learn, they need to sit down, and they need to study like hundreds and hundreds of photos of um, you know, x-rays of breasts in order to see whether or not it possibly is, if, if it isn't. I had someone once uh, completely go off the rails and batshit crazy try to this was a stupid idea this should never happen this should never work the thing is the study was being done with the correct organization so the people who are doing the testing and this was associated with the individuals uh so you're the private company you had this other company that were doing the work and they were slowly building up and they were finding that over time 
the uh, what we call now AI was getting better at detecting actual breast cancer. If it ends up getting to the point where they can get like a ninety nine a ninety something plus percent uh, you know hit rate for that, this is a very good thing because you can still have the same level of medical technicians going through the process, but the AI can turn around and say, okay, look, looked at all these images, seeing nothing of concern. These images, however, are, and you can either set up a process where the images that they're coming out saying, no, they're not, could be checked. Images that are coming up saying, uh, you know, yes, can also be checked. The important thing is that because of the sheer amount that's coming through, this can help the actual technicians with their work not to mention shorten the amount of time for actual detection, which is a benefit. It does Very require, true. however, that you still have trained professionals on site. Dropping the number of trained professionals would be a stupid idea, but it would allow the current amount to do in essentially less work and spend more time on cases that are considered to be more serious. And yes, this is a very touchy subject. However, it can improve the outcomes of the patients, which is important here. Relying on a computer to perform an operation at this point would be fucking stupid. But I imagine in the next like 20 to 30 years, with the advancements of robotics technologies with arms and such, that could end up changing, which would also you know, help out. However, I still believe that completely removing doctors and nurses from the medical field it, it, it's just a bad idea so totally. when it comes to ai there are things that it can help and improve but as long as it's not just relied on to do the whole thing by itself because yeah then it's just going to become catastrophic more or less all right so with that wrap up, now we've got one lot. We've got time for one last segment that's going to take you know, that's taking a whole different direction shift. So, um, move you know, video games to movies is still very much, <laughs> yeah. It's it's continuing and it's it's showing no signs of slowing down. Literally, the, the important thing with uh, movies to TV uh, from games to, to movies. Or TV shows, uh, we've got things like the first. Uh, what was it? Anyone seen the Mortal Kombat movies? The games. I have not. Okay, have. for me they were generally entertaining, but you were limited because of the game. Uh, Super Mario Brothers is probably the example of like the stupidest idea. And if you're talking about the original movie, then yes, yeah. Dinosaur Land. Yeah, Pokemon. Uh, Detective Pikachu was the turning point. And it would seem that in some cases, video game movies are actually getting better. As Jolt's about to continue on with what this is. Exactly. So what we've found now is um, a Gran Turismo movie is going to be a thing. And yes, yeah, so we're going to be watching the trailer as we go. 
And really what it is, is um, it's actually based on a true thing, you know? Gran Turismo actually did an experiment to, con you know, can you go from a gamer to a true full-fledged race driver? And they, you know, and they did this um, Gran Turismo Academy driving school and, you know, the results do speak for themselves. What's important here is that this wasn't more of a game as a simulator because it's mm -hmm. based on the you know, real life tracks. You get used to where the turns are, how to approach it, as long as the, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Simulation that's, is correct. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It's a racing simulator. What I really liked in this movie, at least what we've seen from the trailer, it doesn't just go from A to B, but it's focusing on, or well, at least a chunk of it seems to be focusing on going from being the gamer to, well, you know, racing on a track. It's not just a, you know, skip because you've got other things you have to worry about while behind the wheel. Yeah, I mean, first you have, you know, you got the driving school, you've got one guy who, who you know, it's a tie-in to all things. It's based on a true story. See, the guy just throwing up there, adding that in, it's something that most uh, I've seen a lot of movies sort of leaving out, especially like Mulan 2020. I mean, it took the whole idea about character development and just said, you know, we're not going to worry about that. This you can't, have a, you can't have a good movie about a training montage. It's more realistic. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Very interesting concept that it came like from a training simulator to become an actual race driver. Well, no, no. It went from a video game to a training simulator to a racetrack driver. Right, so that's that's pretty much how. Well, nowadays, there's a lot of like pilot simulators, like that's how people learn how to fly planes and stuff. Exactly. Yeah, and then eventually, you know, they can't really do that without a, you know, going to pilot school. Yeah, of course, they have to start there. Yeah, but this this is basically like, you know, uh, they went to a racing boot. These gamers actually got into a racing boot camp, which is what the Grand Turismo Academy actually is. So it's not an actual driving. Less of an actual driving school, but more of like a boot camp. And then now, and then in the movie, you know, you've got a couple of additional subplots too to add to it. So it's not all just, yeah. Oh, that looks awesome. This is like a, a video game movie done right. Well, yeah. hopefully. Not... <laughs> how, it looks how, cool. Kind of the, the, sorry, the technical way I put around this, it's not something like uh the latest super mario brothers movie where it's the actual game the actual game in this movie seems to be sort of like a falling off point towards the first maybe quarter of the actual film and then it moves into you know actual reality yeah like they're right, making a movie about the concept forward. itself instead of like adapting a game. They're kind of like relying yeah. on the actual storyline behind it. It's very similar to what uh, Tomb Raider did with Lara Croft. They had the, that whole concept of the game in mind. They didn't actually replicate a game or anything, but had like their own yeah. story and stuff. That's oh, kind of the way to go. I forgot that Lara Croft movie back when. Yeah, back when. That, was... that was a movie that they, they did the same thing that Gran Turismo was doing. You know, it was like that concept. And then they just went with a different story, but it was the same kind of basic ideas. I still cool. can't believe they found an actress that looked just like the movie, the game. Oh, dude, right? Oh my god, it was so uncanny. <laughs> she totally nailed it. I'm sorry, but if you want a good movie with a woman in it, that's one to watch. 
<laughs> yep, yep. Fighting robots and controlling time and all that shit, yeah. Such a fun adventure. It was a little corny at times, but whatever, it's a fucking... It, it's an adventure movie. It, it's great. It's supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be... Um... Oh, yeah. It, it's total, What's totally the awesome. Of, um... it, it, it's supposed to be a fun movie, not something to change your mind or whatever. Yeah, it was great. Have you guys ever seen that, Ali, buddy? Um, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, or and uh, not yet. Oh, oh dude, it you came out in like two thousand. No, it was it was all about the Illuminati, some crazy shit, man. Oh, it's great. I haven't seen it before. <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, it's one of those nineties films, or was it the um, early two thousands where it was I, just? I think it came out in the year two thousand, but possibly nineteen ninety nine, somewhere around there. It was around the time of like the the planets aligning, so I think they. They marketed it to like the year two thousand, something like that. Lovecraft Tomb Raider, yeah, two thousand and one, so early two thousands movie. Ah man, close enough. Yeah. If I recall, she had some muscle on her. Oh yeah, she was like, I, th I think she did most of her stunts too. Probably not all of them, but a lot of them. But at least not as crazy as certain Tom Cruise character. <laughs> no man, that was bonkers. I'm sorry, I still can't take you seriously with with a woman as an icon. <laughs> <laughs> the I, I look over at you and I'm just like, I just want to call you Karen or something. Like, oh, please. <laughs> she is. <laughs> ah. It does look like a Karen. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love this icon. I love you, Noble. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, but we don't have the manager. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke about Karen's and and I was and I was saying as the joke, sorry, but we don't have the manager at the moment. Well, if I do use this icon again, I deserve that. Yeah, well you're gonna change your name. Oh yeah, we don't have our titles on. It's like Noble Ken, oh, top uh, Karen. No, I, can, I can fix that. Let me fix yeah. that. Right. <laughs> See, I want the manager. Oh, that's a good one. There you go. Now you want the manager. <laughs> there. Uh, <sighs> quality entertainment, folks. Hell yeah. See, this is what we do, but. <laughs> This is what we do. We just rip on the crazy shit, and <laughs> I love it. Well, you, you gotta rip on something. Well, living in the most bonkers timeline right now, yeah, pretty much anything goes. <sighs> yeah. All right. So, um, I would say this is about all the time we've got for for week. I know that. I guess it wasn't exactly the pace we were kind of expecting, but you know what? Actually worked out quite okay, if I do say so myself. So, um, you know, in light of all that's just what what's happened, we'd like to start with a closing statement. Allie? Damn it, why do people... Why do I get called for it every time? 
Um, I mean, you're volunteering. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm just joking. I'm. I'm not mad about it. Um, I really don't have a. I really don't have any saying about all the topics that we went through. They're interesting, but yeah, I don't. I don't have anything to say about them. Do you think AI will take over us one day? I think you're being too paranoid. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe it. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, the, fine then. Like, taping up cameras intensifies. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, sounds good. Um, who's up next? Uh, buddy? Apple? Buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Um... I don't. I don't really have much to say at the moment. Yeah. Ah, really? And nothing about the topics inspired you to like think about the world differently. I mean, man, the robots are totally coming. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I'm considering going into robotics actually. Oh shit! You're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Can you share what you want? All right. Um. I think this week was pretty interesting. It really is just a beautiful thing to see the mainstream media of like propaganda nonsense totally crumble over its own weight. Oh my god. That plus the whole Budweiser thing, uh, uh, Bud Light thing, whatever. Guys, Google Bud Light memes on YouTube. It's like the most hilarious thing you'll ever see. Um, as when it comes to AI, um, yeah, um, I don't know. Y'all might call me crazy now, but but just wait. You'll see. You'll all see. Anyways, uh, I hope to see you guys next week. Ever. So, oh, sorry. So, for me, um, I'm not sad to see um, Vice News go under. To be honest, eh, I lost interest a long time ago in that news network. AI thing, as I said before, I'm not surprised. I, I, I really am not. And thirdly, I am so damn glad to see at least some movies coming out that look to be or have been good. It's really nice to see that they're not all just complete shit shows. I mean, uh, trying to, you know, bend the will, bend to the knee to individuals who basically allowed morons on fucking Twitter. I'm sorry, but it's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, there's actually something to be said about a vacuum that's going to be filled now that, you know, the the influence of Hollywood is waning. So that's, I guess, where video games are coming in. And they're actually doing a respectable job right now over the past video game movies of a couple of years ago. That's anything to go by. Groovy. Quite groovy indeed. Oh well. Um so <laughs> yeah, I guess now we'll um in a few hours time from now you'll you'll um be seeing the new king take his crown for us in the Commonwealth and then some and last of all <laughs> to highlight a live comment from Emerson Collie. Times is so hard, you need two Karens to ask for a manager. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
All right. So that is us for this week. Thank you all for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed this as much as we did in the making of this show. As always, our episodes are available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Player.fm, iHeartRadio, BitChute, and more further down the line. Well, what a week. This is us signing off. Farewell, and until next time. Bye. Good night. Ow, ow, ow.